Welcome back to Handle with Care on Air. This is Ellie Castine. And Jess, Fr- Jess Fracalosi here. And we are excited to be back after a little bit of a hiatus. We're um, back in action and coming off the heels of our last event, which, it, which was um, the Shatterproof 5K Rise Up Against Addiction last weekend. Two weekends, weekends ago. ago. Wow. Um, we it had was a, hot out. I remember that. Yes, it was. And it's definitely not hot out anymore. We had um, a great turnout with lots of family and friends as part of the Handle With Care team. And um, people ran, people walked, and it was a really uplifting morning. The governor was there. Um, the founder of the Shatterproof organization spoke and I think really appealed to um all members of the community and and really help to drive home this point that addiction um, and this epidemic that's taking place is a con- should be a concern of everybody's. It's not just one person's issue. Yeah, I, I feel like everywhere I look, um, I'm just seeing more and more about the opioid e- epidemic. Um, I saw a, a billboard at the garden the other day. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's great. Everybody, you know, bringing awareness to an issue that's touching so many lives. But it was such a positive day. It really was. I know it just set the tone for my entire weekend and um, was definitely a very meaningful morning. Also, a huge shout out to Shatterproof because they made us our own team shirts. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can check out our Instagram to see pictures of that. So that was great as well. Um, so today, yeah. um, so we have a very special guest today, um, writer, um, friend, blog and lifestyle and fashion blogger, Alyssa Garza of Stylewire is here. Super excited to be here today. Welcome. Alyssa's been, um, an avid supporter of Handle With Care since we first started getting it off the ground. So we really appreciate that. And, um, she was with us at the Shatterproof event. Yes. As well as at, um, our evening in Somerville where we showed the documentary. Yes. Um, and you ran it. How was it to run it? It was great. I actually did personal record. I did it under 28 minutes. Nice. So it was pretty great. I loved it. Cool. Even better. And you were still kind enough to walk with us stragglers, <laughs> yeah. bringing up the rear. <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? Coming together, teamwork. Absolutely. Um, so, again, thank you for being here. And I guess I'm, I just want to kick it off by asking, um, what does mental health mean to you? It means a lot of things. I mean, for me personally, I it's a journey that I've been on for over 20 years. I've been in therapy since I was a little girl. My parents were getting divorced. That was kind of my intro to this whole health and wellness kind of thing. Um, and for me, it's just about having a keen sense of self and what's important to you to keep you going. Nowadays, we're constantly attached to our phones. We're constantly running from point A to point B. Um, and it all kind of becomes a blur and I think we forget to take care of ourselves and to check in with ourselves in Mm -hmm. between that. Um, so I think mental health is just self-awareness and realizing I need to take a break. Mm -hmm. I need to take a deep breath. I need to take a step back. Um, and then jumping right back into it once you've had that kind of moment to, Mm -hmm. to get yourself together. But I think it comes down to awareness. I have a question for you that, um, hopefully listeners, it might, um, resonate or it could be a question that they have oftentimes people are skeptical about finding a therapist um do you have any words of knowledge you could share about um finding somebody that you connect with or the many benefits that come along with it or perhaps an experience that you've had that wasn't so good yeah actually i 
recently changed therapists um, over the last couple of years. The institute I was going to shut down, so it was a huge transition to find someone um, who I felt comfortable speaking with, sharing my story that felt, um, you know, I think when you go into it, it's kind of like it's kind of like shoe shopping. You put you try on a bunch of different pairs, and some of them are really uncomfortable, and some of them look really pretty, and you think they're going to be great, but they're not for walking around, right? Like, it's not <laughs> so it's really great in theory, but if it doesn't fit, it's not going to serve you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to find someone that you feel comfortable with, that you resonate with, and sometimes it's it's not going to be the first therapist. Um, I think when I was in my search. I saw at least four or five before I really felt um, like, okay, this is someone who I can connect with, someone who I can share my story with, someone who um, kind of understands my my thinking and the way that I've been working. Because like I said, I've been in therapy for 20 years. So each therapist kind of has their own style and their own perspective and their own opinions. Um, but having, again, it comes back to that self-awareness of when you find the right person, you you know and you can commit to a plan together. Um, as far as like your health and wellness and what your goals are. Cool. I love that shoe comparison. I think that is so important. And people often think like, well, therapy may be uncomfortable. So perhaps that's just how it goes. And not realizing that you're not going to get what you want out of it. And the therapist usually feels that too. Mm -hmm. I feel like really good therapists hopefully are sharing that in the beginning too in those first sessions saying you know try this out try Mm -hmm. it on see how it feels see how you feel when you leave here and if it doesn't feel right move on yeah you know of course we're not going to click with everybody I I have a question for you Ellie Um, what would you recommend to somebody who kind of wants to see a therapist but maybe they've maybe when they're actually um, action oriented and they go to pull the trigger is only when they're feeling their worst couldn't that be, you know, I, 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 I've experienced that with my own family where it's like, okay, I really need to go talk to somebody. But at the moment that you actually say you need to do it, it's like, there's no, you, you need to talk to somebody right now. And then there's waiting lists and people aren't accepting patients or you don't click with your first one and you get frustrated. Do you have any words of advice for somebody that like, it feels more pressing? Definitely. I think that that would hopefully be the impetus that everyone starts seeking it before Mm -hmm. they get to that point. Absolutely. That's not always the case um, because I think that highlights that we never know how life's going to unfold. We never know when we're really going to need that person to talk to and that extra source of support when it is more pressing. Um, At the same time, I think that's one of the flaws of our mental health system, unfortunately, right now. But all the more reason, kind of back to Alyssa's point, around having that good self-awareness and good coping skills so Mm -hmm. that you can hang tight while you're waiting to find that right fit. Because Mm -hmm. ultimately, even if it's something pressing and you need something immediately, if that fit's not there, it's not going to serve you anyways. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not worth checking that box Mm -hmm. just to say, well, I'm going to therapy, even if it's feeling awful. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely tough, but I would just encourage, I think, you know, to be able to dedicate an hour each week or 45 minutes, what have you. Um, I think you can get the most out of it when life isn't really tough, Mm -hmm. um, to build up those resources for those times and to have that support in place for when you do really, really need it. Right. Um, Cool. Well, Alyssa, why don't you tell us about your favorite self-care practices and kind of how you how you maintain, um, you know, stasis as a mentally? Yeah, self-care takes on a lot of different forms for me. I mean, definitely weekly therapy is one of my main 
um, go-tos. Um, I have a therapist I see in Brookline every Friday at 3.30. <laughs> so we have a standing date. Um, and that, for me, it's not just an opportunity to check in with myself, but for me to kind of put the words out there. Sometimes mm-hmm. we, we have a lot of thoughts running through our head, and when you finally articulate them, it's like, oh, that's not as scary or that's not so bad or that wasn't quite as overwhelming as I thought. So that's number one for me to put things in perspective. Um, Number two is definitely working out. Um, If I am having a crappy week, nothing turns it around, like coming and riding at the handlebar and just leaving and feeling like just so much better, mind clearer, an empowered state of mind um, and just feeling like a rock star. I mean, there's nothing like climbing off the bike and thinking, God, like I just crushed that. Like, look at what my body just did. Even if maybe my brain isn't 100% aligned with it, I think that like physical connection definitely, um, it, it's, it's huge for me. Mm-hmm. So I would say those are the top two. And then a lot of it's just like little stuff, snuggling with my dog, doing a face mask, um, whatever I feel like I need in that moment that's going to bring me a little bit of joy, even if it's just for five minutes. Um, you know, that's what self-care is, I think. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And how, so thinking through, you know, integrating those little moments throughout your day do you have any sort of way that you know to check in with yourself or the reminder to set to really assess your needs and engage in that self-reflection that you've been speaking to yeah so I'm trying to get into meditating it's really tough Mm -hmm. in the morning when I wake up my first instinct is to reach for my phone so I'm trying to retrain my brain a little bit Um, I got this really cool self-love journal um, and it's just really straight into the point how much water did you drink how much sleep did you get and an affirmation for the day so that's usually how I try to start my day Um, you know just a couple of minutes laying in bed just to clear my mind and then five minutes with the dog just to reconnect and kind of let go of the stress the um, you know, whatever might be going on. Cause for me, those five minutes with my dog is like back to basics. There's no yeah. stress. There's no agenda. Um, it's just her, me, a little snuggle session. It's a great way to start the day. I think a morning routine, um, something that can help you connect, whether that sparks that joy in the morning is a good, it's a good tradition to pick up. Awesome. And I like how you're kind of interpreting in that way meditation broadly. You know that I think when people hear meditation, they think of that kind of Zen image, clear your mind, like eyes closed, sitting on, right, like a lotus flower, if you will. (laughs) Whereas it can be as simple as just taking five minutes to be very present, spending the time with your dog and and being in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, You you brought up reaching for your phone and that's a topic that I'm super interested in um and that's you know the impact of social media and um being always connected but I guess specifically I'm thinking about Instagram because for me that's my I would say downfall but I want to stop judging myself on it and say like no I enjoy I enjoy going on Instagram I enjoy when I post things and I people like it like that feels good but I just wanted to talk hear what you have to say think or what your opinion is on the validation and the actual like addiction association with social media do you have a perspective there you know it's really tough i mean as a blogger and i spend so much time looking at my numbers looking at my stats being like why didn't this perform why did this perform um and at the end of the day it's just a game it's not going to enlighten me or bring me anything else i mean it's just a number Mm -hmm. so i think whittling it down to the core and just looking at it as um you know, this piece of technology that we've kind of become addicted to, it's, it doesn't do us any favors mm-hmm. if it's not, um, 
if, if it's not organic and we're not connecting. So I try to be super honest and at least make Instagram what I think it should be. Yeah. Um, like I might post a pretty picture, but there's a good chance that there's a paragraph long caption about how crappy I feel that week underneath yep. it. Um, I think it's just matching and being transparent about, yeah, Instagram is beautiful, but there's stuff behind that. And I think it's important to just bring it back every once in a while. Even like, I'm never going to post a picture of me ugly crying on the bathroom floor. <laughs> but I will say like, look at this beautiful picture of me. This is not me right now. I am ugly crying on yeah. the bathroom floor. So a little bit of perspective goes a long way. And just remembering that these people are people just like me, just like you. They cry, they have feelings, they have bad days. Uh, everything that you see through the perfectly curated filter is just that a perfectly curated filter mm -hmm. so just bringing it back and remembering that that's not real life yeah that's awesome you do a great job at that if you don't already follow her follow her what's your handle uh style underscore wire um yeah i was just listening to actually a, a different podcast that they suggested an app called moment Oh, Sean has that. Oh, it's brutal. I so am scared. I downloaded it. I'm it's horrifying. So I downloaded it yesterday, and this truly is brand new, and I still can't really take it in yet or process it. But essentially, it tracks um, your phone usage oh, and gosh. the number of times. What's more, I think, of interest to me is the number of because sometimes you need your phone. Sometimes mm -hmm. you know I'm using a map, and that is getting me to where I need you know point A yeah. to point B. Great, but it's the number of times that you just open your phone yeah mindlessly and it is really really um truly terrifying to think about and and when it gives you this lump sum of time that you've lost on your phone that day and when I think daily is still again I don't even have the full data yet because it hasn't even been 24 hours since I've done this and I'm it's still 23 hours and 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um it truly is still giving me anxiety about it, but um, when it when it adds it up, for example, in the weekly sums, the monthly, oh, the gosh. yearly, I was just thinking about it and was like, oh my gosh! But all of this was in the context of what if we will never be bored again? Because every time that you're bored, and it's that space that we would say boredom, I guess, is that what I was thinking about a lot when we were just talking earlier is this idea of that's what allows for that reflection and that pausing. Mm -hmm. And right now we're almost eliminating that space because yeah. whether it's um, you're getting in an elevator and you check in it when you get in the elevator, you put it away and you get out and you check it again. Um, and I don't know. So anyways, that's just food for thought around yeah. losing the space because of these apps and yet also finding this balance, especially for example, for you where this is a part of your work and what you enjoy. And so, but that's okay too. Yep. And just being intentional about it. That's what intentional was the word I was going to use was I've been trying to, um, sometimes when I get really busy and really stressed, I won't log in, um, you know, and I guess, should that make me feel good that I'm spending less time on my phone? I don't know because I'm stressed and busy doing other things. Um, but just being a little bit more intentional about when I open the app and it's hard, it's so much easier said than done, but saying to myself, I need to catch up on what my friends and the people I care about are doing and, and right. show them support, you know, rather than like, um, I don't, I, w I am not guilty of the explore feature. I don't spend a lot of time just like Me browsing <laughs> and exploring. I try, I'd like to catch up and stay on top of the feed and then, but I do when I post something myself, I'm much more, I'm just interested in like, is it getting liked? And like, that's a little effed up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I appreciate the honesty and, yeah. and it's, everyone I think arguably is lying if they say that that hasn't totally. happened to them at least once, if yeah. not every time. Right. But if you're intentional about it, then those moments that add up, you're not going to, you're going to be less inclined to say that was lost time because no, right. you purposefully spent that time there. 
I think the other piece too is is spending almost a chunk of time is better than yes. logging in yeah. two minutes. Like, okay, let me go about my day. Oh, three minutes later, coming back to it, which is why I think this moment app will be interesting mm-hmm. again to just see how often it's clicking in and out mm-hmm. as opposed to staying engaged in a longer task. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious about your how you like got to where you are and what did you know that you wanted to be a blogger was it something that you set out on or was it something that sort of just um became came to be it kind of just came to be i was working um in front facing desk job at a small asset management firm and it was dry like it was numbers (laughs) it was boring i was answering phones and we didn't have a ton of clients so it wasn't super busy um so i was dating someone at the time and they said hey you've got great style everyone's doing this fashion blog thing why don't you try it for yourself um, and I said, well, I've never been able to like keep a journal, but I'll try. Um, and five years later, here we are. <laughs> I mean, it kind of took on a life of its own. Um, but the journey for my blog has also, you know, been really closely tied to my mental health journey. Um, whereas, you know, in April, I ended a serious relationship. I lost my job. Um, my uncle was diagnosed with cancer. I lost one of my grandmothers. And this all happened in two weeks. And it was a really powerful moment for me where I had to dig really deep to figure out, okay, what do I want? What brings me joy? What makes me happy? Because I loved my job, but going every day didn't fulfill me in the way that I anticipated. So it was an opportunity for me to, to look really in it within myself and to see what my capabilities were, um, what what I was kind of meant to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And it all just, I think once you open your heart and your mind to the idea of connecting with yourself and doing things that truly bring you joy with intention, that things kind of fall into place. Like it just so happened that when my store closed, um, a company needed a social media manager and they knew my store was closing. So the transition was really smooth. And I think that it was only because I was in a good place mentally Mm -hmm. that I was able to set myself up um, for success. And now I I have my own business. It's my full-time job now. I have a couple of clients, which brings me great joy because mm-hmm. then I can schedule time to do things like this and, and come in the middle of the day and hang out with you guys and talk about <laughs> mental health and things that I'm passionate about. Like six months ago, I, I would never thought that I had the opportunity to spend my days doing what I care about mm-hmm. and what brings me joy and passing that on to others. <gasps> that's awesome. I know. I'm chills. So inspired. <laughs> Good. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I. It, it's amazing how when you're going through a hard time and if you inst- it's it's very easy to focus on everything that's going wrong you yeah, know definitely. how likely how possible could it have been that you got that phone call in the midst of really hard time with an opportunity but for some or even for you or for me at a different point it might have been overwhelming like oh, i can't t- deal with that let me deal with the task at hand and then an opportunity slips by but if you can stay grounded and the, the fact that um things are going to settle back into place, then you can look for those positive opportunities that still exist, even when everything seems to be going wrong. Yeah, there's always positive opportunities. It's just a matter of digging deep and being open to them, despite whatever may be going through your head. Mm -hmm. Do you all think that there's a way to create those moments? I know that they they seem to be paired more, more inherently with tough times where you all of a sudden are having those kind of earth-shattering moments of what am I doing? What do I care about? Is there a way to create that without it being such a low or such a tough time? Mm. I don't know. I'm just 
throwing that out there. I obviously don't have necessarily an answer. Wait, can you repeat the question again? Sure. So I'm just thinking about how many people go through the motion and then it, it takes something that's uh, so How can you replicate uprooting. it? Yeah. How can you create that more or how can we all do a better job of creating that more and not waiting until the other shoe drops to mm-hmm. be like, whoa, I need to make a change. Mm-hmm. You know, how can we, um, again, kind of just be more intentional about that as we go through life? I think it's just taking any like slightly discouraging thing sometimes and looking at it through a different lens. You know, I killed myself over a proposal last week and we didn't get the gig. And at the end of it, it was, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. No one died, nothing (laughs) happened. Like, but for me, it was still like, oh, like that stinks. So I think even taking those little moments and identifying why you feel bad, why you feel the way you do and, and learning from smaller moments so that you're better prepared for the big ones. Yeah, I think that's a great example. So what do you guys, I'm curious as to like what you guys, do you have your own self-care practice? Like when you need five for yourself, what do you do? Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Um, I feel as though my self-care is with my dog. And um, I have a yellow lab who's three and I bring him with me often most days. He'll come to the studio with me. At the very least, I spend like the morning with him at home. And just knowing that he's depending on me and like he's a big dog that wants to run and I have him living in the city, that it's like that falls on me. And it's all, so it's, it's just like little checkpoints throughout the day where I know I can step out and I try not to be on my phone if I don't have to be and um, focused on his joy and, in, and the two of us kind of enjoying being outside. Honestly, getting a dog, the, the uh, loyalty and camaraderie is, is awesome, but the, the way it makes you be outside. Um, totally. It's so easy in the winter months especially to just tuck yourself inside, go to spin class, go home, shower, like run to your car, run to the tea, and um, instead of like bundling up and getting out there and, and enjoying nature. So for me, I think it's those two. It's like my dog, but the, I think the essence of it is trying to ground myself in the outdoors and just the things that are real. I think very similarly, um, I would say being outdoors for sure. And even if I've started, you know, at work where I get up in the middle of the day and I'll go outside for five minutes and walk around the block, but just to get that fresh air and move for a minute, because it's so easy. I'm especially in a windowless office. And so sometimes, Mm. you know, I, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, well, sometimes it's great because you have no idea. You'll come out, I'll go outside and I'm like, it's pouring rain. but I think, I guess what I would say more broadly about my approach to it that I've tried to be a lot better about is really listening to what I need in that moment. So as opposed to being like, I know music self-care, like sometimes I get in the car and maybe I just need silence yeah. and just embracing that. Or sometimes it's like, oh, I want to use this time. I want to listen to a podcast. Sometimes that's great, but sometimes that's too much. Like it's just, use, it's it's causing me to feel like I have to listen harder than I want to. And, and so trying to just be very real with myself about what I I need in that particular moment. Sometimes I need, instead of going outside, to lay on the couch and watch a movie or whatever and being okay with whatever, just listening to myself yeah. kind of thing. I was just thinking about um, how many of us use fitness and um, especially in this community, riding at the handlebar um, as self-care and I absolutely do. Um, but I also will admit I'm guilty of late canceling and like I'll never no show because I think that's rude, but I do <laughs> late cancel and I justify it to myself. Some people are like, I have to get up and do this because I said I was going totally. to, but I justify it to myself because some days I 
and my time is better spent um, sleeping because I couldn't fall asleep the night before. So I'm not going to get up and do that 6 a.m. even though there's pressure and there's like this policy involved. So shout out to all of our riders who late cancel. Like, yeah, we're going to charge you because it's business <laughs> and that's lost revenue for us. But um, but sometimes that $15 is worth the extra sleep. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. My instructors are probably going to be like, what are you saying? <laughs> no, especially Eve Morocco. Yeah. Like, no late cancel. I think you bring up a really important point and I think it's that gentleness with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we could beat ourselves up all day long. And I know me personally, I'm so guilty of it, especially when I see like, Oh, other bloggers are doing this and why aren't I doing that? Or why haven't I been invited to this? Um, but I think it's just remembering that no one's holding you to a standard, but yourself. And it's okay to let that standard down a little while. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. If your body says sleep in, stay on the couch, like that's what your body needs. And, and being in tune with that inner voice and, and not feeling guilty. No one's, no one's gonna like slap you on the hand or anything like that for, for late canceling. It happens. Um, so yeah, enjoy those 15 minutes in bed and whatever it is, whatever it is, just let yourself do that because if that's what your body needs, then you're on the right path as long as you're listening. Yeah. I love that line. Be gentle with yourself. Yeah. Great. That seems like a nice place to wrap up. Definitely. Do you have any kind of final message or point that you would like to get across to those listening? I just hope that everyone can take a few minutes either with their dog, with a podcast, with a face mask, whatever self-care looks like for you. Um, take five minutes, see, see the difference it makes in your day. Um, and if you have questions or you need suggestions for self-love, self-care, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. I'm happy to share ideas, um, but don't put it in a box. It can, be, it can be anything. It could be drawing, it could be coloring, it could be making your morning coffee, your morning latte, whatever ritual brings you joy um take five minutes and do it with intention awesome wait one more question (laughs) do you have any dreams or big grand ideas or um things that you've wanted to bring up to us about future ideas with handle with care so many. I mean, I'm <laughs> so inspired. And I think it's so great that, um, you know, one of the organizations like closest to home and, and that I'm most involved with is, is, is doing something to bring awareness because so often it'll be like for mental health month and then it's over and, and there's no support. But I, you know, I'll be doing everything I can and brainstorming creative ways to bring this community together. Cool. Well, we appreciate it. And we feel so lucky to have you as part of the Handlebar community and such an avid supporter of handle with care and of course having this conversation today yeah well thanks for having me guys yeah no problem thank you thank you to wrap up for those that haven't seen it in studio this month um, with Veterans Day coming up on November 11th we are dedicating um, our efforts to um, to veterans more broadly and so we are collecting donations in each of our studios Uh, Yeah, so there's a jar at each studio, $5 cash, so bring your cash with you. And um, we're taking them at the end of the month, well, back up. Along with the cash donation, you get a thank you card and to fill out for, um, that will go to a homeless veteran. So give thanks to their service, send words of support um, to them currently. And also included in that will be a a two-way T-pass. So that $5 is going to go to a two-way T-pass, and it's really important for them to get to um, job interviews and doctor's appointments. And we spoke with the New England Center for Homeless Veterans. and Is that right? New England Center and Home for Veterans. They changed the name. Oh, geez. I should change that on our materials. But um, they said that that was a very important um, 
and a good way that we could make a difference. So we asked for their advice on, on how to make an impact. So that's why we went with that denomination and, um, and dedication. Um, yeah. So when then at the end of the month, the handle with care team is going to deliver it to, um, the center and all good vibes. And so really bringing, I know it's hard. We were doing just cash, but remember to go to the ATM and bring it in with you. You got all month. For sure. Um, also on the horizon, keep your eye out for an Eventbrite link to, we have teamed up with the Wellness Collective and we'll be having an event on Sunday, December 3rd at two o'clock in the Harvard Square studio. Um, it'll be a ride. There'll be some swag bags and food and whatnot and a panel to just further talk about mental health um, and its connection with the fitness community. And um, the co-host of that event is popular um instagram blogger anna goes fit so that's exciting I love anna. she lives in my neighborhood it's wonderful cool awesome <laughs> i'm excited i've never officially met her but she's been awesome on the phone and i love her yeah. profile <laughs> we're looking forward to it so in the meantime um thank you all for listening we will be back again next week and we'll talk to you soon and the new website's going to be done in a couple weeks, and it's going to have a whole dedicated Handle with Care page. So I can't wait for that. All of our efforts are going to be right in the forefront for you to see easily. Um, awesome. All right. Happy Take care. Thursday. Bye. Thanks, Alyssa.